That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to the restricted section where we don't always talk about Harry Potter. Proof. Just buckle up for the proof. Uh, I'm your host, Christina. I'm super excited to be joined today by our friend Zach from over on My Cabbages. Say hello to the listeners, Zach. How's it going, listeners? And they say great. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited because we have a returning, 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 returning special guest, our friend Adel Rafai from over on Hello from the Magic Tavern. And hey, Riddle Riddle, say hello to the listeners, Adel. Buckle up for the proof, babies. <laughs> <laughs> so much yeah. proof. Yeah. So much proof. Just get, 80 proof. Just get ready. <laughs> we do like things other than Harry Potter and all those things are coming at you presently. Um, but before we get there, how have you been at all since last time you were on the show, which was like Chuck's watch, like maybe two months ago, maybe like three months ago. Your watch has months on it? Yeah. Sign up for yeah, what yeah. it is. It does actually. It's like the 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 blinky thing from Men in Black. It's got months and years. <laughs> ah, it makes me forget everything. So now I'm struggling to remember. Oh, I got married since we last uh, chatted. Woo, congratulations! Whoa. Thank you so Snap much. Congrats. For the bride and groom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Gemma. She's a figment of my imagination. Oh my god, <laughs> that's beautiful. that's so cute. But if it's real to me, then it's real. There you go. <laughs> She's a hologram, like uh, like Krieger and Archer. I, I've, I've never I've never watched Archer. Yeah. Oh, really? oh I I know what you're talking about, Christina. Okay, well, thank you so much. Because I'm cool and cultured. <laughs> I'm so taken off balance because anytime I've heard somebody mention holograms in the last 15 years, it's always been Tupac. So mm. I applaud you for finding a new reference point for holograms <laughs> because it's been nonstop Tupac, and I'm happy to have a shift in the uh, in the speech. Adel, can I interest you in a show called Star Trek? Yes. Oh my god, I'm Zach, spoilers for the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> and Zach, how have you been lately? Same, same? I have been great. Same, same. Got a new job. I'm a... Yes! Oh my god, we're all thriving. Moving moving up in the uh, in the business. I make um, Among Us mods for YouTubers. Mm. It's a very interesting and strange revenue stream, but... Truly. Pays the bills. <laughs> I love hearing you talk about it. So what we're doing here today, well, the name of this episode, well, uh, you clicked on it, so you know, it's called Accio Something Better, or depending on who you are, perhaps Osseo Something Better, or if you want to hit the middle, Axio Something Better. Axio. I've been been told by my friend who has studied Latin that Axio is actually like the most Latinate pronunciation. Axio. I think there should be a new tongue twister that's like, Axio some focaccia. <laughs> I went to Costco to Axio some focaccia. I think that's a good tongue twister. I think that most Italian for a native English speaker would be a good tongue twister. Mm-hmm. So we're here today to talk about something better than Harry Potter. <laughs> you may yeah, have noticed yeah. that this is now a Harry Potter <laughs> slander podcast. <laughs> we love Harry Potter. Obviously, we it's... It's the name of the game. We love Harry Potter, but a lot of people are trying to sort of move away from the fandom, which is a super valid course of action. Um, other people are maybe just uh, still interested in the Harry Potter story, but also want to expand uh, the things they watch, read, play, listen to. So we're going to talk today about some stuff that you might enjoy if you love Harry Potter. 
And I, I think we need to start by getting the big three out of the way. The obvious <laughs> ones. What are they? Can we list them? Okay. Um, Little Witch Academia. No, no, no. no. Like the biggest, most obvious. Star Wars? Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Okay, Lord Ava of the Rings. Avatar? Avatar. And Star Trek. Star Trek's good. My third was Percy Jackson. Oh, oh Percy Jackson. Oh, I'm unfamiliar. I think that maybe we should just start with briefly briefly recommending Avatar because that's like the most dumb. If you're looking for like a great yeah. show with like mm-hmm. great stuff and if every character choice that was made in Harry Potter lets you down, uh, Avatar would be a great place to turn to. Yeah, it's like no doy. Yeah, Avatar, I was just, uh, I was lucky enough to be on uh, Braving the Elements recently, the podcast <gasps> about Avatar. Yeah. And wow. very cool. One, I was absolutely starstruck by talking to Rufio. Um, so cool. Uh, and Jenna Varney. And I was mentioning that I think I put Avatar up there, like when I th- sat down and thought about, thought about it and like imposed my thoughts for the show. I put Avatar up there with like Sopranos in terms of like it to me it's prestige TV in that it has yeah. it has heart it has humor it has darkness it has it's like there's some like really tough reality moments where there's not happy endings um, people die people disappoint it's it's just really complex and I it, it it's to me the best TV or the best and the the best sort of IPs are like gray. Where it's not clear, it's not black and white. It's not like this is clearly the good people. And these are clearly the bad people. I think there's so much cool discovery and so much fun to be had in that gray area. And you have those people in, in Avatar where it's like, oh, they're the villain, but then they turn out to have a heart and they want to change. And there's people yeah. who, you know, there, there's a comic relief uh, that you'd get from like Sokka, who's kind of like the Ron figure. You know, there's there is like the chosen one element, but um chosen one element uh, pun intended but <laughs> but i feel like, uh, but i feel like it's so complex and it it shouldn't be lumped into like shows for kids like it right. is it's oh, for yeah. everyone and i feel mm-hmm. like it is so satisfying the whole and the whole run uh, up to through core you know so i feel like um that would be a huge huge number one for me in terms of pivoting away from harry potter man it sounds yeah. like sounds like okay. that would make a great theme for a, a podcast if yeah. only. well you have a podcast oh my god i do have a podcast <laughs> plug it uh, here yeah i do i do a harry potter po- or i do a harry potter podcast listen to me i'm stuck <laughs> on you. it i uh i do an avatar podcast it's called my cabbages and um we chose this show just because it has like prevailed as something that we keep going back to over and over and over again it never loses its punch it never loses its its sort of like the vigor with which it tells its story. I think it's really well paced. There's yeah. a couple of moments in the first season that maybe drag a, a little bit, but like everything is just moving. And if it's uh, an episode where we take a break and we have a little side quest, then we learn something about the characters. Yeah. Um, just like Harry Potter, you've got, Oh, what's that? You want your, you know, Oh, but I'm going to miss my four houses. Well, dear listener, there are in <laughs> fact four categories. There are four elements. Well, that well, people well. are, yeah, they're in different countries for, but uh, Oh, you're saying you miss that you that you have two like male characters and a female character as like a like a buddy like trio. Well, I have some good news. Uh, Avatar has that as well. But what let's did, be clear. Did... Let's be clear. The comic relief and the uh, the the intelligent uh, woman will not end up together. No, uh, they are <laughs> siblings in Avatar. It's 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 more of a it's almost like a Star Wars situation where you have Luke Han. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's like what you said, Tina. That like. Uh, it's with the deuteragonist, the 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 main character, his best friend, and some bitch. But in this, that some bitch <laughs> is Sokka. Yes. <laughs> I like it. And if you thought if you thought Hedwig, Buckbeak, 
Dobby, oh. all these all these little creatures are super cute. Where do you get a fucking load of Appa? Wait till you see these fantastic beasts, all right? Yes, right? Yeah. All of the all of the animals are so cute in this. Hey mom, wanna see how Azula feeds turtle ducks? Appa yeah. is maybe the most maybe my most beloved animal character in history. It is Appa is just perfect. I have a stuffy of Appa and I snuffle him. <laughs> he's so great and so powerful and so lovable. Yeah. yeah. He's and he's almost like a, he's like almost like a little not a tip of the hat, a little wink of the eye to the the bus cat from the Miyazaki what my um, my neighbor my yeah, neighbor that's Totoro. So funny because the only other I have a stuffy of Appa and the only other stuffy that I have is Totoro. Oh. You have more than just those two. Don't lie to me. Oh, well, I have the catacorn, but I don't cuddle her anymore. <laughs> That'd be gross. <laughs> Zach, I'm so sorry. Can you give like a one sentence elevator synopsis of avatar the last airbender oh um avatar the last airbender is a very exciting show about a war-torn world where um there are nations that are themed around different elements there are four elements and there are people in within those nations that can bend those elements they're called mm -hmm. drumroll benders there is one person that can bend all of the elements and that person is known as the avatar they're like a symbol of peace and prosperity and, and <laughs> one sentence uh, I didn't hear a period. Yeah, uh, Zach, you're fine. So at least fine. when I ask my friends for one sentence explanations, they just keep adding comma splices. <laughs> yeah, like, they do. It's a we run do. on sentence. That's forever. more than one sentence, Uncle I roll. It's the <laughs> okay. hack. It's the hack. So, <laughs> essentially, uh, the avatar like gets frozen uh, in the ocean and is missing for a hundred years. And when he comes to, the world is at war. And he has to set out with his uh, friends and have whimsical adventures until eventually uh, culminating in a like horrifying war that is very exciting. And just like Harry Potter, it gets like pretty dark towards the end. Yeah, um, this is, Avatar is definitely a responsible use of the middle grade genre. Middle grade is um, books and TV that's created for sort of like a, a middle school age range you know like older kids mm -hmm. and i think that avatar it uses it very responsibly to talk about like real world issues yeah. and um to help kind of like teach by example to its younger viewers like you don't you're never going to get a show that's intended for younger audiences that discusses something like genocide with the nuance that avatar does it's yeah. such a like who does that i yeah, can do that besides avatar for for the episode I recently reviewed, we watched Zuko alone. And oh, that, love that one. Which was incredible. One of the best episodes of TV ever. And in that episode, um, uh, what is uh, Zuko's sister is? I'm blanking on her name. Azula. Azula, thank you. But there's moments where they flash back to when Azula's like a little kid, and mm -hmm. she's she's playing with fire, which of course because she's a firebender. She's like torturing young like small animals and stuff, and it's like yeah. all the it's like all the indicators um, for a serial killer. And right. I'm like, that, I don't know if that was intentional, but if it was, it's so smart of like, here's something for if you're a little bit old. Like, there's moments of, of that where I'm like, mm -hmm. th there is stuff that plays for older audiences where it's like, if you're watching with your kids or if you're just, you just want to enjoy this on your own, we are going to reward you with certain levels of intelligence and humor and stuff that's not just like playing for, for kids. Much like, like something like Bluey, which I love. It's like, they play to the top of their intelligence and there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. There's a, there's layers to everything yeah. and no scene yep. is a wasted scene there's like not a single scene in that show that like doesn't have value yeah for sure so i think we've 
uh, here, I think we've appropriately conveyed our passion for Avatar The Last Airbender. Welcome to the restricted if, section in Avatar podcast. We're just going to talk <laughs> about Avatar the rest of the episode. If you need any more convincing, go listen to any episode of My Cabbages, maybe one of the more recent ones. <laughs> Christina, were you a recent guest? <laughs> no, but we do joke about like don't go to, don't go to the beginning, you know, go to yeah. a more recent episode. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. So much better than we used to be. I see, I see. I'm sure Braving the Elements Zuko alone uh was a better episode than ours was. Mine was uh Alex had to go on a trip and so I I just got drunk and recorded it by myself and I was <laughs> I was Zacko alone. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Very good. Um, 10 out of 10 episode. <laughs> so since we're talking about middle grade, um, I'll just briefly talk about Percy Jackson. The water will give you power. Uh, Zach, have you read Percy Jackson? I forgot. I've read the first two because okay, and, I had to for <laughs> Eldest Gods. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, Adol, have you engaged with Percy Jackson at all? No, I've I've definitely heard of it, but I and I know there's recently a musical on Broadway, and I'm a big Broadway mm-hmm. guy, so I was like, I maybe I should check this out. But then that I was like I was fun. I was told maybe not to. But um, I've heard great things about the musical. Oh, okay. The books are really excellent, but they are kids' books. Guys, um, gotcha. Movie? No. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> they're fun, bad. If you if you like bad movies, they're fun, uh, bad. I just oh my god, they turn me into the worst kind of. But in the books, person, I don't <laughs> like to be that person. Um, but basically, Percy Jackson is another middle grade uh, media. It's, as I mentioned, it's a book series. They're developing a TV show that they're, um, I think they finished casting for that. And they're they're starting to film, um, which is really exciting. Um, and it's uh, a, s- sort of similar to Avatar. It kind of uh, takes like a, like a, and you have to with middle grade, I think, it, like a tonally bright perspective on a story where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, we can do this and we're all in this together. And it's like friendship first and like everything else will fall into place. It also has the yearly structure of like the summer camp instead of like the school. It's like the same. Right. Basic yes. It has device. the yearly structure like Harry Potter does. Um, both Avatar and Percy Jackson have, in my personal opinion, like big, big Hufflepuff energy. So, oh, yeah. and I think that's part of the, the middle grade, um, age range so but it's got fantasy it's got sword fighting it's got monsters it's based in greek mythology so if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out and get ready for the tv series that's coming and christina correct me if i'm wrong but i heard this little motherfucker is a lightning thief (laughs) it's complicated and i'm not giving anything away all right this little sticky fingers in the sky i mean at one point yes he is in possession of a lightning bolt that is not his Uh. that lightning bolt didn't have a a um a a price tag that means it's free right <laughs> steal this bolt <laughs> and yeah if you do decide to start uh reading percy jackson check out our sibling podcast of the eldest gods which is uh reviewing that not all of these are plugs for our other podcast but <laughs> the next one is oh my god <laughs> no and then the fi- to me the final obvious super obvious one is lord of the ring i mean Come on, Lord of the Rings. As if, gag me with a spoon. Don't even know if we need to talk about it because it's like, duh. You got all the fantasy shit. If you haven't read, if you are really familiar with with Harry Potter, I'm also Percy Jackson. I'm gonna, I'm gonna confuse. If you're really familiar with Harry Potter and you haven't read Lord of the Rings, it will be. It's kind of like eerie to read Lord of the Rings because there's so much stuff that. Oh yeah. JK Rowling like so obviously ripped directly from Lord of the Rings. And if you <laughs> yeah. if you even slightly if you even just tolerate Dumbledore, Gandalf is like a way more yep. responsible, cool, 
and in yeah. control Dumbledore. He smokes weed. He smokes weed every day. He smokes that Shire Dude, weed. Gandalf over Dumbledore every single time. I twice love on the weekends. Yeah. He's such a motherfucker, dude. Shire Shire <laughs> weed better than Gillyweed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So Lord of the Rings, obviously. Books are great. Movies are great. This is one of the rare, rare occasions where I tell people, if you don't really run, really want to read the books, don't read the books. The movies are fine. You don't, you don't need to read these books. And Dementors are like a one-to-one for Ringwraiths. Like, they just ripped off the characters. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're so right. They definitely look the same. Yeah. Uh, so right. I think Ringwraiths are maybe like a l- little more conscious. Yeah. But um, pretty much the same exact aesthetic. Very gothic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very gothic. So, Lord of the Rings, and if you decide to check out Lord of the Rings, check out our friend podcast. That's what I'm talking about by Mary Clay. Okay, and I'm done with the plugs. We just happened to cover, uh, me and my friends just happened to all have podcasts about, uh, I think, some of the most obvious fantasy media out there. So then, Zach, you already mentioned this. I have a little section um, that talks about, like, the magic school trope. Let's Uh go to magic school and what's... You already mentioned this one. You recommended it to me recently. Well, I'll I'll start this by saying um, if you are out there and you're a Harry Potter fan, and you've never delved into this uh, and you're looking for stories about high school kids in school with school antics uh, with with magic powers. Uh, may I introduce you to a little medium called anime? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, so many anime take place like in high school with like kids with powers. It's like it runs the gambit. Yeah. But specifically, what I'm referring to is, of course, Little Witch Academia. I think a lot of the characters are like one-to-one Harry Potter characters. They do feel that way sometimes, for sure. Have you? How much of it have you seen, Yusina? I've only seen maybe the first like five episodes. So why don't you give a one-sentence <laughs> summary with no spoilers? I think I can do that this time. <laughs> one sentence. Academia is about a little girl who dreams of being a witch and saw a witch perform when she was a child. And then she goes to magic school and she's kind of bad at it, but in a charming way. Mm-hmm, yeah. She makes friends with all the witches that are like legacy in and like, you know, like the mean girls and stuff. Yeah, she she's Harry Potter. She has a Ron Weasley. Mm-hmm. Her Hermione is a stoner, but like still kind of a Hermione. <laughs> there's a Dumbledore. There's a McGonagall. Oh, there's yeah, a yeah. Snape. She's kind of a student, but I'm calling her Snape. Oh, she's more of a Malfoy. Oh, it, no, Mal, no, Malfoy is the blonde girl, obviously. <laughs> I'm talking about the girl with glasses. Anyway, oh. I guess I haven't seen enough of this show. <sighs> so, which school? Little Witch Academia. I'll also say a little shout out, um, something just sparked in my memory, which is, this is for, I guess, for younger audiences, but when I was a kid, I remember really enjoying Sideways Stories from Wayside High, oh, yeah. which is like- that. Wayside School. Wayside School. But it's not, um, it's not necessarily- Wayside High is the sequel. Huh? Wayside High is the sequel. Yes, thank you. And it's <laughs> not necessarily like a wizard school, but it is a school full of magic. And I remember as a kid just being obsessed with how delightful and magical the stories are. Yeah. It's a, it's like absurdist. Yeah, and it's Lewis Sacker, who's a I mean very well known for like holes and other stuff. But I would yes. r- highly recommend those those books. I do love me some holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holes is great. That, I don't have that on my list, but like shout out to holes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go and dig those holes. I mean, what are 
some other like magic school animes. The only one that I can think of is um one that Zach has told me he doesn't really like, but I fucking love it. So if you're not a fucking artist, you might really enjoy Ruby. It's R W B Y, and that's another magic school. Oh yeah, the 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 art doesn't do it for me. Yeah, so I guess if you know anything about art, it doesn't work. But I <laughs> thought it was great, and it's not like I don't think the kids are magic, but they 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 go to like crazy magic fighting school where they all have these like amazing weapons. Mm. I have two lightning round uh, picks in that okay. category that I can share with you. So first is uh, My Hero Academia, which unless you're living under a rock, you've at least heard of this show. Yeah. It's about a kid who doesn't have any powers and has always dreamed of getting a superpower. And the powers, like 80% of the human population has a superpower of some kind. And so he's like an outlier, but he doesn't have one. Uh, but he meets the strongest hero in the world. And the strongest hero tells him that like my power can be passed down from person to person. And so it gets stronger with each. So he gets to have a power and he gets to go to mad. He gets to go to like superhero school and become a superhero uh -huh. and very cool and wholesome and it's got like it runs the gamut also of like harry potter characters as like people in his class it's almost like they're archetypes <laughs> <laughs> yeah really uh the other one is soul eater oh that's my favorite Beatles song because you're a soul eater <laughs> <laughs> so good soul eater is about uh death Decides that like, he's too lazy to like hunt down all the souls he needs to. So he's going to make a school <laughs> and the kids are going to come and they're going to learn how to become soul reapers like him. Oh my God. It's genius. It's very, very good. Uh, I'll shout out also a series of books. I think there's three. The Magicians um, mm. by I think Love Grossman. Yeah. Um, but The Magicians is very much like if Harry Potter were set in college where it's like older kids and they it's a little bit more it's a little more R rated there's some nice. like there's a little bit of raunch to it and some mm -hmm. like sex stuff um but it's it's very very good very well done there's a sci-fi channel show based on that right is it yeah, any good yeah i think it's on netflix now i haven't watched it but i'm i plan to at some point i've heard good things from people i trust yeah i meant to say at the top of the show that we should be saying if these things are like family friendly or or, or adults only but you know if you're just if it, if we don't make it clear maybe you yeah. can message me and ask i'd say the, <laughs> the the magicians i'd say 16 and up yeah okay cool so the, like a strong ya yeah, yeah. adult mm -hmm. another good magic school uh piece of media is the book akata witch by netty okorofor which is uh like uh it's like juju magic it's set in um nigeria oh, and so yeah it's like a totally different take on both magic and school really because it's like this little gang that's getting tutored but um it's a it's a really cool different perspective on like a magic system um that Very doesn't cool. work like you would maybe be used to if you're used to reading lord of the rings and harry potter and stuff like that so i would definitely check that one out uh while we're on school very briefly there's another show i just thought of called assassination assassination classroom oh sean was why so much is so much anime without me <laughs> so assassination classroom is about this like planet destroying alien that basically comes to earth and uh the alien is like i you cannot do anything to touch me you can throw nukes at me all day and like you wouldn't kill me uh, i'm gonna destroy the moon in a year's time Unless this struggling class of high school students can kill me in that time, can can murder me with these bullets that I've constructed that can kill me. What nonsense. And so the kids <laughs> have to like work together to try to assassinate their teacher. But also, 
their teacher is a genuinely really good teacher that just really cares about all the kids and are super wholesome like <laughs> robin williams kind of way like it's so it's such a oh, bizarre captain, tone I just I'm so taken with how weird it is. I love that it's like, well, we were going to focus on history and uh, uh, geography, but I guess the rest of the semester will be dedicated to assassinating this monster. <laughs> My lesson plan is out the window. They still have to pass their history exams. And oh. damn it, the teacher's going to help them with it. Oh, my God. That sounds like a lot to deal with in one school. Year. <laughs> so what I I mean, so far, a lot of these have been animated or well i mean we talked about anime at length and then they're also avatar is like is it anime oh you know stay tuned mm -hmm. but i think we're kind of seeing here especially since we're uh, a lot of these are like fantasy is that it's uh maybe easier maybe like more effective to represent the fantasy genre through an uh, animation i feel like you can do watching avatar the last airbender you, you it's like wow you can do so fucking much with animation yeah it's just it's timeless it always like it, it always looks exactly how the artist intended it to look. Yeah. And then like on the flip side, you have something like Harry Potter where it's like in the movies, every spell is just a green bang. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> what you do, kids, you're going to point your little you're going to point your wooden stick at someone and you're going to furrow your brow. <laughs> and that's magic. Mm -hmm. That's magic, baby. My next little list item is magic children. I don't have anything too mm. crazy in here, but like magic children who aren't in school, I guess. <laughs> this one's really silly. Uh, I don't expect either of you to have seen these, but especially if you have small children, I do really recommend the Tinkerbell movies. <laughs> Come forward, Tinker Fairies, and welcome the newest member of your talent guild, Tinkerbell. Oh, Alex would lose her shit if she found out you were referencing these. They're extremely fun. Wait, this is like a like a straight up spinoff of Peter Pan, that Tinkerbell. Yes, okay. they're they're. I think that they were like straight to TV. I don't know if they're like Netflix or you know whatever. Um, I, I'm gonna post a link in the show notes to like a blog post where I'll list everything we talk about in this episode and where you can find it. Um, but the Tinkerbell movies are like pretty solid to watch as an adult, honestly. Like, hmm. and they're they're just very cute and fun. There's maybe like five or six of them. Um, and if you just like magic children running around a field being, I'm, I'm becoming a tinker, you know, whatever. It's adorable. Tinkerbell, fun fact, is uh, played by Katara. Great. I failed for the third time in a row. At this rate, I should get to the mainland right about, oh, never. Whoa, I May didn't Whitman, know that. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Other magic children, if you like magic children. A lot of people would probably recommend Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Briggs, but I actually have recently found a book that has, like, the same kind of... I mean, those books are great. That book series is great, but I recently read House on the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune, which is almost the exact same premise as Miss Peregrine's Home, except I would say Miss Peregrine's Home is, like, dark, and House on the Cerulean Sea is, like, light, brighter, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm always attracted to things that are, like, maybe not so dark, maybe, like, incredibly heartwarming the whole time. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it's gay and we love some gay so we do. lots of really like weird magic children in house on the cerulean sea that's one of my top books i've read so far this year it's really incredible wow. so i recommend that one a lot yeah uh magical children stranger things is really good Oh, yeah. 
I can't believe I didn't put that on my magical children list. And that by the time this comes out, that should, the it would will have come back for its fourth season. Yeah, or at least the first part of it, right? I think they did it in two parts. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you for telling us that. I thought it should have ended at season three. I thought season three was a good ending point, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Yeah. Stranger Things is good. We're not gonna describe the plot. It's Stranger Things. It's on Netflix. Watch it. <laughs> Yeah, Stranger Things is particularly ubiquitous, I mm -hmm. think, in the last, like, five years. Yeah, it was going to be like, oh, Star Wars. Too little short for a stormtrooper. Huh? But, like, who, what kind of fucking Harry Potter fan, like, hasn't seen Star Wars? Yeah. My next section on our list is the Chosen One trope. So, like, right. Star Wars is in there. It is, you're right. It's Anakin who is the Chosen One, right? Yeah. You're meant to bring balance to the Force, Anakin. I fucking love Star Wars. I have the high ground. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, uh, watch it. Except you can skip episodes. Well, you can skip the most recent three. I would say that the rest of them are worth watching. I'm a fan Phantom Menace stan. I don't know about y'all. It I is super entertaining. I'll say that. Very I would, uh, it's not great. It's not but great, but it's it's very entertaining. I would honestly say that looking back on the three, Phantom Menace is the one that I had the most fun with. Yeah, actually, um, the one I've watched the most, literally more than any other Star Wars, I've watched Attack of the Clone. Uh, yeah, Attack of the Clone. I always get confused with Clone Wars. The fact that always makes me incensed is that like that kid that was Anakin was like 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 bullied so relentlessly that he'd like like stop acting. Well, that sucks. But they did make him a really rapey character really young. Like it's not. <laughs> Anakin's super creepy in that movie. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. He, he says to Natalie Portman, he's like, you're an angel or something like that. It's really, <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah. No, that's cute. That's when he's little and it's a different actor. <laughs> you're like, an no, angel. I was talking about, I was talking about the little kid in Phantom Menace. Oh. Oh, that kid got bullied that much for yeah. being adorable? I, I know. I assumed you were talking about Hayden Christian because he is, looks very bullyable. Uh, I'll say... And again, this is just going from my childhood. I don't know. I don't know how many people have seen this, but there was a Disney Sword in the Stone that I grew up loving. Yes, that's incredible. He's the chosen one to take the sword out of the stone. And there is, in particular, a fight scene between Merlin and this witch who's like the marvelous Madame Mim, I think is her name. And it's a fight where they keep shape-shifting into different animals. And as a kid, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. This is all I want my life to be. And so when I started on Magic Tavern, when Arnie was like, uh, can you play like an animal? I was like, I'll play an animal, but I abs I demand to have the power to shapeshift. And yes. he's like, "He's like, whatever you want, dude. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so yeah. that that movie and that scene particularly have have influenced my life uh, to to a very high degree. So I, I very much recommend wow. that. And again, it's something where I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know how many people have seen that. Like if. I don't know. I guess it's probably an yeah. age, an age, age or era thing, but I, it's very I good. I think maybe kids one year younger than me have like not seen it. But yeah, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, it came out in '63, so yeah, it's a classic. That's a great movie, and I yeah. know exactly the scene you're talking about. It's it's very fun to watch. Yeah, it's like she turns into an elephant, so he turns into a mouse, and so he turns into a snake. It's just like which animal would eat what on the food yeah. chain. It's it's very smart and very fun to watch. For some reason, the moment in that movie that has like stuck with me forever, and I have no idea why, is when Merlin at the very end is like, "I'm going to Bermuda." And oh I, yeah, I don't know why. And he has <laughs> short. Why. He has shorts and like a, a steam powered yeah. surfboard or something. Yeah. There's also a very funny moment where, for I can't remember the reason, but Merlin turns Arthur, who's the chosen one, he turns him into a little squirrel, 
And yeah. So, and so Arthur. Learn a lesson. Yeah. And so Arthur's a squirrel. <laughs> And there's a female squirrel who's like, oh, hello. Oh, I remember this. Oh, my God. You've just, like, unlocked this yeah. memory in my head. And so this, this like, this, like, crushing, this little squirrel, this little woman squirrel who's, like, has a huge crush on Arthur is like, oh, my gosh, I just met the cutest boy squirrel and I'm in love. And she's, like, batting her eyes and she has, like, little heart eyes. And then Merlin turns Arthur back into a boy and the squirrel's like devastated yeah the squirrel's like yeah i just met the love of my life and he (laughs) vanished he's a child yeah yeah it's like the it's like the flower that sees its reflection in the brave little toaster oh yeah it's like like, the brave little toaster leaves and the flower just like dies yeah oh is the brave little toaster a chosen one trope i don't Mm. think so i was gonna rise to the occasion yeah (laughs) i was gonna say I was going to take a the chosen one trope and combine it with big puff energy and say Steven okay. Universe. We are the crystal gems. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Steven Universe. One sentence. Steven Universe is about a little boy who has like alien rock, sentient alien rock parents uh, and a dad named Greg. Classic. <laughs> uh, and they have a car wash and they live on this, in this cute little beach town and they have like little little adventures with the townies but then there's also this like deep space big high sci-fi story going on in the background mm-hmm. but but mostly the focus is on like these little characters and their little take like beach village and nice. the, the tertiary characters in that are so great like they're all o- terrific onion and there's, there's just so many characters where i'm like these are these all these characters are fantastic the lion the i forget the name of the lion he has it, but it's lion it, was, it is lying. <laughs> it is lying. Yeah, it's so. It's like the opposite so of fun. Alan Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we should like. Well, we could talk more about the cho- all the chosen one stuff I have in my list is fucking dumb shit you've already seen already, like Star Wars, The Matrix. Um, I, I oh, want to talk more about like I know we have some more like adult animation or like maybe like cool kids animation. Yeah, I mean, you just brought up Alan Dracula, so I would say. Maybe one of my favorite things I've watched in the last five years is Infinity Train. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Infinity Train, and I mean, clearly Adventure Time Time. is, I think, on that that, that Mount Rushmore of, like, recent animation. But I think think Infinity Train is just so weird and fun and you just, you you never know what's going to happen next. Like, it's 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 pretty much like what it sounds like. It's like the the creators of Infinity Train did the perfect thing when they ga- they gave themselves an endless plot making device. Right. It's like this train that goes on infinitely, and like every room is different. And it is it sentient or like is someone in charge here? Mm-hmm. It moves around like the the train kind of like moves its cars around and does its own thing. And like, is it in a parallel plane? Sure, but like you can pick it up in the real world. Um, it's incredibly cool and. It has what four seasons? I think, and four each seasons. of the four seasons is a diff, a completely different story arc. Yeah. Um, the characters are, like not really related to each other. And I got canceled because Cartoon Network is stupid. And the music is just top notch. It's uh, so yeah, so good. Yeah, it's very like Daft Punky. Yeah, the, it's like so good. that show has such a specific vibe. It's like yeah. it makes me feel just a certain way. Yeah, let's just say that Zach was recommending it to me for a long time, I and did. eventually he came to my house physically and physically put <laughs> it on like my TV himself. And I was hooked. 
Um, and I, I still haven't rewatched it, but I, I definitely need to. I think it's the kind of show that you could really benefit yeah. from watching twice. It changes when you know, like, the stuff that you learn yeah. in, like, seasons three and four. Exactly. And then I think, Adel, you had emailed me about Over the Garden Wall. Now the gentle wind beckons through the leaves. Yes. <gasps> I love that show. Adel with the big hits here. Thank you. That would be, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things ever made. So that is basically, I mean, you get your male, uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase it. You get your trio of like two guys and a girl. Uh, mm-hmm. But but my, the twist. Me, my best yeah. friend and the girl, one of us is gonna fuck. But the twist is Not it's like time. Old, older brother, younger brother, and then a, a, a girl who's turned into a bluebird. Um, but it's basically like, it's similar to the last, to the, to the end of Harry Potter in terms of it's like the three of them traversing forests and like the unknown and like going to these weird towns where they interact with wild weird supernatural communities and they get sent on little missions and there is this omnipresent darkness there is this like looming terrifying darkness figure in the shadows who's like out to get them and they have to stop him and everything uh and the voice cast is stellar it's like you get your uh uh, john cleese is in it bb newworth elijah wood uh, uh, it's a, the yeah. the gambit. Um, who who's uh Doc Brown? Uh, Christopher Lloyd is uh in yeah. it. Like it is it is just I mean truly one of my Beware favorite the beast yeah. <laughs> the beast one of my favorite things of all time. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, and also up there just in terms of like weirdness and kind of a one off. I'd also recommend the video game Undertale. Mm, Undertale's oh, a really Undertale, good. Play. Undertale yeah. gives a very similar vibe to Over the Have Garden we all Wall. Played that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But it's just, um, those are two things that are, I'm like, I cannot stress highly enough how <laughs> great they are. I knew, I was like, this is the perfect trio for this episode because I feel like we have so much overlap. Like, we, I think we all have really similar interests in, like, uh, like nerdy sci-fi fantasy and adult animation, mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Over the Garden Wall, like, it skirts the line between, like, quaint, spooky, and, like, legitimately terrifying. Yeah. yeah but, but there's yeah. also some, like, true, like, some hyper cute sort of whimsical moments where there's moments where like the little brother has like a pot on his head and he's singing a song called potatoes and molasses to a (laughs) to a wooden schoolhouse full of little animals so there's (laughs) there are moments where you're like this is the cutest most adorable thing i've ever fucking seen and then the very next scene you're like oh there's this wolf made of there's this wolf made of tree oil who's trying to eat a baby like it's just terrifying (laughs) or auntie whispers my sweet child Hmm. Has anyone come here today? Nay, auntie, not a soul. Then no one shall be devoured alive tonight. Nay, I pray not, mum. Auntie Whispers, voiced by Tim Curry, is the single most terrifying (laughs) entity ever put to screen. (laughs) I think the the scene in the first episode that really sails it for me is when they they encounter the bluebird. And the bluebird's like, hello, hi, I'm a bluebird. How are you going? And Elijah Wood's just like, nope. That's not real. Birds don't have that <laughs> amount of brain space. <laughs> like, they can't physically develop speech. So, it was Over the Garden Wall, was that a Netflix original or was that Cartoon Network? It was Cartoon Network. Network. It's by a guy, Patrick McHale, who was an Adventure Time producer oh, okay. or so artist I th- or something. I think, that, I think that everyone sort of knows what they're getting into when you recommend to them, like, a Cartoon Network animated show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Hamilton yeah. Ward was involved, I think. Somewhere. Oh, maybe. 
Another Possibly. show that kind of goes in the same vein that I actually don't know if y'all have seen. Um, I'm saying it like shocked like that because I'm like, how has this not come up between me and Zach so far? <laughs> but um, have y'all seen Hilda? Oh, I yeah. love Hilda. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Super Very charming. I've, I, there's like a couple fictional characters that I just, I, I see them. Like I really see yep. them. It, mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's, uh, I really vibe with Katara. I relate to her so much. Okay, okay. You both need to calm down. Both? I'm completely calm! I can see that. Fucking Maple from Gravity Falls, which we yep. haven't mentioned, but is definitely part of this conversation. I guess I'm just irresistible. And Hilda? I love it here in the wilderness. There's mystery everywhere you look. I just, I really get her. Like, I yeah. get Hilda. And that's like a beautiful show about li- about living in the woods and like connecting with nature. There's there's something to be said about how I I feel like Hilda, the way that Hilda speaks, like she's written like a 24 year old woman with an apartment. Like yes. she's not written <laughs> like, like her a child mom is at all. Her roommate. <laughs> yeah. But that's why the second season is so cool because it starts to explore her. You know, she's like becoming a woman and figuring stuff out. She has to go live in the city with other people, and she's like, oh my god, interpersonal relationships. <laughs> I don't know what this is. So. Hilda's really cute. And also, like I mentioned, Gravity Falls. I think we're just so hitting good. all of our favorite. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. Gravity Falls. I mean, that's Gravity Falls woods. Is great. Fantasy in the woods. Fantasy in the woods. Unlike you know? Infinity Train, who has ended before its run, Gravity Falls, I think, like, perfect. has a perfect runtime and then sticks the hell out of the landing. Yeah, it's yeah. like four. So I think it's worth noting, like, uh, for you know, for those who aren't familiar, uh, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, those are pretty long. They have like many seasons, right? I think I think 14, Adventure 15, Time has like twelve yeah. seasons. Um, and Steven Universe, I don't know how many seasons that has because I haven't finished it yet. Probably seven or eight, something. Like seven that. or eight, but maybe a lot of the other ones we're mentioning. Gravity Falls only has four seasons. Infinity Train is four seasons. Um, uh, what are some other ones we've mentioned? I think it's seven. Are you talking about Steven Universe a second ago? Yeah. Seven, seven seasons and a movie, and then after the movie, there is a whole season called steven universe future that's about like oh. steven as an older 19 kid. years later Finally. it's like it's like two or three years later and it's like a great little it's like that last 20 minutes of the return of the king that's all just like different resolutions happening over oh, and yeah. over again it's like that for 10 it's just the lovely like wrap up to the story you mean the last 400 pages of return of the king? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay cool so that is a lot of really great animated shows. If you don't like animation, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. this off. isn't the episode for you. <laughs> um, it's just not. Just so really back to the chosen one trope, there is. Um, I do want to talk briefly about Dune. Have y'all? Mm. Have either of y'all read Dune for starters? No. I have not. I was actually just talking to Alex about how, like, hey, we should read like a big sci-fi classic, and it was gonna be Snow Crash, but then I said we could read Dune, and she's like, I like that so much better. Okay. So, so many people in my life have described to me how much they wish to and aimed to read Dune. Again, <laughs> again, the movies seem to be really doing it justice. It's really hard to read. But it is, Dune is a book that, like, absolutely changed my life. Wow. Uh, it changed the way that I view books, pretty much. I read it when I was, like, maybe 20, um, right when I was, like, forming my adult opinions. And I was like, this Whatever this is, this is my adult opinion. Wow. Dune. It's mm. uh, uh, very good. And the movie, 
don't watch the 19 <laughs> what is it 83 84 hold on Dune, the david bowie one, the david lynch one with the one the... with patrick stewart in it that yeah. is actually my least favorite movie i've ever seen in my life i can say that without <laughs> oh, no, even sting thinking is about it, it. Sting, it's, it's it's yes it's david sting. lynch featuring sting yes but the movies that are coming out right now is a trilogy starring Timothy Chalamet and uh, Zendaya are incredible, incredibly good. Jaw I actually dropping. like. I have this thing, and like I don't know if y'all will. I don't know if I'm a writer, and sometimes when I experience something that's like so good and so powerful, I have like a great depression after I finish reading it <laughs> I know or watching exactly it. exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And I'm like, first of all, I'm never going to do anything cool like the characters in this book. Second of all, I'm never going to write a book this <laughs> fucking good. And no matter who you say that to, they're like, oh, sweetie, you just haven't written. I, I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to write <laughs> yeah. Dune. Yeah. And like after I went to see Dune, the newest movie, I had like a couple days where I like wasn't okay at all. And my <laughs> wow. husband... He's an engineer, man. He doesn't get it. He like, uh-huh. he's like, uh, this movie should not be affecting you like this. Interesting, interesting. I'll have to read that. The the only I'll say like recently, the only author who's like changed my life to that degree was George is George Saunders. I don't know if you've read any George Saunders, but what he, has he written? Uh, Lincoln and the Bardo, uh, tenth of tenth De- of December. Um, oh I've never heard of any of these, but he's uh, he's phenomenal. And I, wow. the first time I read a book by him, I was like crying being like you can write like this like it's okay to write like this because it's so funny and it's Who so gave you the right? yeah but it, yeah. that i think that's the only the author i can think of where i'm like that rocked my world and changed my outlook wow i i read a lot i read uh i read a lot i read for a living so i've i've had a lot of oh my god this book i didn't yeah. know you could this with words but dune is very high up there wow i gotta um, read it there's a there's a great example really quick in Dune where they're talking about how they did the um, the force fields around the people. Yeah. And how in the original Dune, in that old movie, they have these like weird polygonal Stop. like shields that come around that. It's like so awkward. I can't talk about they it. They did those by hand. <laughs> I'll get into that later. Went off the air. Yeah, I was like, so, no, but you it's won't. like practical effects. <laughs> but in no, they, they literally they, like, like well, I mean, essentially later. they drew on each cell. Oh, I see. It's crazy. Um, in the new one, the, the force field effects are subtle. They're understated and they look great. And it's literally like when the sword goes to contact the hand, all they do is they offset a copy of the person's arm and like vibrate it a little and change the color. That's yeah, literally all so they do. Classy. So classy. Yeah. <laughs> Another, um, j- just, uh, the last one in my chosen one trope list that I did want to make sure we talk about is His Dark Materials, which yes. is another oh, yeah. something else Philip that Zach Pullman, has introduced me yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, Philip Pullman. Have you read that at all, the series? I, I read those books when I was, so I'm about, I'm 39 right now. I read those books when I was maybe 26 or something. So it's okay. been a, it's been a while. It's been 15 I years I also read those books when I was about 26, and I won't tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> Yesterday? <laughs> I haven't read them since probably college. I think I reread them in college. When did you read them for the first time, Zach? I read them in high school. So his dark materials is like ostensibly a children's book series and about killing uh, God. About killing <laughs> God. That's about so metal. That's so God. hardcore. You want one sentence? There's my one fucking sentence. <laughs> Sounds like Raging the Machines wrote a book. <laughs> His dark mis- I don't like I really don't want anyone to get the wrong impression because like I have 
it, it is about killing God, but it's not like, <laughs> and it, it's like so anti-religious, but like, it's not, it's not, oh my God, how do I even like describe it? How do I feel like it's not like that? Isn't the weapon called like the subtle knife? The subtle knife is the second book in the series. Okay, so is the that chosen, the weapon is? Okay. There's basically like two chosen ones. So it's like the chosen two in his yeah. dark materials. Mm-hmm. It's it's our main character, Lyra Blackwa, Lyra Silver Tongue, who she is chosen to like she's the chosen one. She can interpret the golden compass, whatever. That's the first book in the series. It's not a fucking compass. It's a elephiometer. Is that right? Did I do it right? And then, like, the other chosen one is the deuteragonist, uh, Will, who is, like, the chosen one to wield the subtle knife. So it, mm. it's not like a chosen one. It's like gotcha, a chosen gotcha. two. Which is, I, Harry Potter has that with, like, Neville to some degree. Oh, my God. Where Neville. it's like, which will it be? It's um, like the chosen one and, like, the unchosen one. Yes. <laughs> the sandwich and the unwitch. What is, uh, I forgot, I, I've only read the series once, and again, it was 15 years ago. I love <laughs> that. I think each person has their own little animal creature connected to them. It's like animagus. What's yeah, the, they're what called are they called? Da- they're called demons. 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 Sh- I believe Ob- it's they're a- obviously spelled like they're pronounced Damon. But, but it's basically a Patronus. But but it's, it's like a Patronus, but they're always yeah. around, right? Yeah. So like, um, when you're a kid, your Damon can like shape shift, a la yeah. Chunt from Hello from the Magic Tower. Thank you. Um, and, but then like eventually as you grow older, it like becomes a creature. So mine would for sure be, for sure would be a cat. For sure. Um, and it just like, yeah, it picks whatever. Yeah. It becomes your Patronus, I guess. That's fantastic. It's like in the world of his art materials, your soul can't all fit in your body. There's not enough, right. not enough room in there. So the rest of your soul, the overflow animal friend. It's like when you get a malt and they're like, here's your malt, but the, <laughs> the cup holds four extra ounces. So yes. here's a side cup to go. Exactly. And, and you're, then they're and like, like this is cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at uh, Purgatory in Pittsburgh, they'll bring it to you in the actual like mixer, like metal mixer. Wait cup. a minute. Did you just say the, the name's called Burgatory? Burgatory, yeah. Oh, That's that is such cool. a fucking yeah. good name. Isn't that great? Bob's Burgers oh. would be so proud. Is it all gray inside and like the workers talk with a detached stillness? <laughs> no, it's it's unfortunately they kind of lean into Welcome the whole to hell. You're talking about theme. the pixies from um from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, I've never per- seen it. It should be the what, medium you've never place. seen Fairly Odd Parents? No. <gasps> should I have? No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I think. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll just, check it out. Is I it? I just is assume it, everyone's seen every Nickelodeon. Cartoon. Is it something you need to have grown up with, or do you think I would appreciate it? I I do it's actually a hard think, question to ask. I do actually <laughs> think Fairly Odd Parents you need to have grown up with. Yeah, it. Okay. Okay. Like it it's fueled be, mostly like, by nostalgia. Maybe like a couple episodes would be like entertaining. Yeah, but... there's stuff I grew up with where I'm like, I used to watch uh, like Darkwing Duck or Doug or or um, Rocco's Modern Rocco's Modern Life. Richmond, Virginia. Oh, really? But yep. there's stuff like Rocco's Modern Life where I'm like, it's growing up. I'm like, this is amazing. And then like five years oh, yeah. ago, I told someone to watch it, it and they're like, this is unwatchable. And I'm like, yeah, oh, OK, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so have you all seen the Dark- His Dark Materials TV show? No. I, I know there's a movie. The right? First oh, season. That was HBO. So, there was a movie um, that I don't really. So here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. You, If you want to hear our thoughts about the movie, check out My Cabbages because we did a bonus episode. Check out uh, our Patreon, My Cabbages. Well, you we did release Patreon. it on the main feed. Did, did we you? did. No, we did recently release okay. that episode on the main feed. And they made an HBO show with, like, Lemon yeah. Miranda, right? So they, they, yes, yeah. exactly. They made a movie, and, like, the movie's fine. You can watch it. It's not, like, a, an Avatar situation. But. How dare you? How dare but, you? 
<laughs> there is also a TV show. And what I say to you is, if you watch the TV show, you don't need to read the book. If you only watch the movie, you should read the fucking books. Don't gotcha. only watch the movie. Yes. The movie is not representative gotcha, tonally. Gotcha. Um, but the TV show is doing a great job. Two out of three seasons have been released and it's doing an incredible job. I, I just genuinely love Philip Pullman's prose. There was a oh my moment yeah. in my high school days when I was we were coming home from Florida. It was like a 14 hour drive or something. And I'd been in the car for like eight hours, like reading this book. And I had just got into this scene where like Will and Lyra were like hanging on a hill and like the sun was coming up and it was beautiful. And I like we pull over and I get out of my car and like I trudge into this like rain soaked like McDonald's. <laughs> all these like stains everywhere and i'm just like looking around being like i just want to go back to that hillside just oh, let me back in my car i saw i i feel like recently i wanted to do a reread of the series because i think they released a new book is that right i feel like this was like a year ago I have but heard that there's like a prequel like, yeah. yeah i've, I've heard that i feel like well. the book came out a year ago but also the last year has felt like 10 years and also no yeah, time. Yeah, it's so. called The Book of Dust, and it came out yeah. in 2017. 2017. Okay, wow. Five I years mean, that, ago. <laughs> that's, that's last year, right? That was last year. It's last year, but also Ooh. two decades ago. Yeah. So um, I would like to read a couple listener recommendations. Hell yeah. Um, from our Discord server. If you want to join us on the Discord, uh, please check out our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can be a part of our online community and have your thoughts read in episodes like this. And then after that, I'll do a 40 second segment called Just Trust Me, where I just list off a bunch of stuff that I didn't get to talk about. No, I know. I also have a list of shit I didn't get to talk about. We'll get to it. <laughs> and I snuck all mine in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so our listener recommendations start with Sam from Content and Capable. Hey, babe. Love ya. Sam says, if you love the Harry Potter music, I suggest going and seeing a musical. My faves at the moment are Phantom of the Opera, Cinderella 2021, Heathers, and Wicked. Heathers is such a good musical. I think that is a great recommendation if you really like the orchestral music from Harry Potter. I go, I never saw a Broadway show until I was, I think, 20 or something. And since then, I try and go three times a year to see shows in New York. So I see about five or six musicals a year. That's I would awesome. say if you can see anything on Broadway, it's such a magical experience. I think it opens up a whole new fandom for you. And specifically, I think currently on Broadway, I'd recommend Hadestown and uh, Beetlejuice. I thought were super fun. Oh, awesome. that sounds I didn't like know so much fun. Beetlejuice. Yeah. The only two shows I've ever seen on Broadway were Spamalot and The Lion King. Those nice. are bo- both very solid. Both very solid choices, yeah. Yeah. Our next listener recommendation is from um, our friend who just goes by S on the Discord. Hello, mm, S. Mysterious. I know you. I know who you are, even though you're just an initial. Uh, S says, I'm not sure if I exactly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's from the 80s and definitely feels like it. Yeah, Maybe I shouldn't be reading this message verbatim because obviously they were responding to something that I said. But when right. I was young, this felt very similar to Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. It's another chosen one trope. And that is The Riddle Master by Patricia A. McKillop. Um, it looks hmm. like it's a book series. Never heard of it. Oh, my God. It's it's a good enough book that its synopsis is like, most enduring and beloved work, blah, 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 like collected in one volume, first time epic journey. And it's like there's no actual synopsis because it's like, I guess people <laughs> just words, love it yeah. that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll definitely be checking out Riddle Master by Patricia, Patricia A. McKillop. Hmm. Thank you so much, S. 
We also have three recommendations from our friend Leela. Leela recommends first Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging <laughs> by Louise Renison. Okay. I recognize these book covers from my youth, but I have never read them. Um, I guess the connection to Harry Potter is maybe like snogging. Snogging. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anything about these books, but thank you, Leela, for the recommendation. Um, Leela also recommended just Roald Dahl in general. Oh. And I think we talked about... Oh, no, we were talking about Louis Sackar earlier, yeah. but Roald Dahl is also... Any Roald Dahl and any Shel Silverstein are so fucking good. And I'd also say, I don't know who the author is because I haven't thought about these since I was in, like, eighth grade. But when I was in junior high, there was a series of books. I don't know the overall title of the series, but one of the books was called, like, M is for Monster. And there's like five oh. or six other books. And the whole thing of the books is that it's um, uh, the children of like universal monsters, basically. So there's like Dracula's son and Frankenstein's twins and the werewolf's daughter and the mummies. So it's like they're kids going through junior high and everybody hates them. And uh -huh. it, I remember loving it so much, but I, I don't, I can't recommend it quite because I don't know if it holds up because I haven't read it since I was in eighth grade. But <laughs> I remember absolutely loving that series. Sounds kind of like Hotel Transylvania, which I can recommend because I saw it recently and found it delightful. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th I saw a trailer for Hotel Transylvania and I'm like, they're ripping off this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Leela recommended Roald Dahl in general. And like, I just want to talk about something briefly. Like this episode ostensibly conceptually started as like, if you want to move away from Harry Potter because it's problematic and the author is problematic, here's some options. Oh, good call. For sure. Roald Zoll is problematic. Um, I'm sure that some of the other creators that we, I mean, definitely like, you know, J.R.L. Sulkin probably had his moments, but mm -hmm. like, I think a big key point here is that Roald Dahl is dead. Oh, I wanted to mention uh, anything by Lovecraft. Uh, is Lovecraft <laughs> is dead. And I think that's like a really important distinction yeah. is that we like, we don't want to be financially supporting like a living person who is actively propagating terrible stuff. Yeah. <coughs> Roldemort. Roald Dahl is dead. J.R.R. Tolkien is dead. You can join J.R.R. Tolkien's fandom. He will never say anything bad about Yeah, trans he will never be shitty on Twitter. Because he doesn't know what yeah. a trans person is because he's dead. He doesn't know what Twitter is either. The last thing that Leela recommended is one that I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, the movie Willow. Have y'all mm. seen that? It's been a while, but yes. Yeah, I have seen Willow. I actually saw Willow last year, I think. Alex turned me on to it. Film starring a young fucking sexy Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh yeah, and Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis and a young, is sexy a Warwick Davis. He is young and sexy. He is. Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan in Willow like did something to me because I never saw Willow until about a year ago. We watched it for the movie night crew. Oh my god, watch me plug every single. I did. I did. That was every single podcast on this network. I did it. Isn't yep. there a moment where there's like a sheep who's like Willow or something? <laughs> It's like a, a sheep trying to get his attention or he gets turned into a pig or something. I don't I, I remember really liking it. Willow is a fantasy dream. Like it it's it's so good. It's Ron Howard. Um yeah. it's about like Willow is Warwick Davis's Willow and like he finds a baby and like they need to get the baby somewhere and Val Kilmer is just the definition of the bisexual gaze in this movie <laughs> and like I don't I don't know what else to say about it. I will do like a group uh, watch with that for that movie with anyone at any time. I feel like the mentioning that movie makes me also want to very quickly run through uh you should also check out Return to Oz, which is 
phenomenal. Oh, uh, that's really trippy. It's so good and so weird and dark. And then I'd also say um, Flight of the Navigator is really fun. Flight of the Navigator and, is great. And uh, Never Ending Story. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Those I'll are tag, all great. I'll tag Labyrinth on there, too. Oh, yeah. Labyrinth Shout out great. to Labyrinth. These oh, are yeah. all very similar energy. So those are all of our listener recommendations. Um, so I thought maybe we could do just like a like a five minute just rapid fire like things that we haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we- the last unicorn. Great. Last unicorn. I have on my list unicorn store, which is completely <laughs> different. <laughs> That's funny. I got one. Um, the Blameless, which is a book by E.S. Christensen. That's another middle grade novel about um. It's bi- I my random recommendations that I couldn't figure out where to go on my list i sorted them into houses so the blameless nice. is big gryffindor energy it's so funny that you, i know it's called middle grade but it just sounds like you're yeah it's like middle of the road it's like not good not <laughs> <No>. bad <laughs> it's for middle and children um i want to talk about or i want to mention very briefly uh baba verse the baba verse um the, oh, yeah. uh, we are bob we are legion is the first book it's about a man who dies and gets his brain cryogenically frozen by some qu- company wakes up uh like two centuries later and they're putting his his mind into a robot or a probe that they can then shoot into space and he goes into space and explores space and makes copies of himself and all the copies have fun little personality quirks and stuff and that's cool it's really it's a really weird high concept sci-fi thing that's just really neat and fun and because he's a dork like one of the one of the copies names himself like Riker after Will Riker from Star Trek. So nice. There's like a lot nice. of like tongue in cheek stuff going on. <laughs> uh, I'll say for some Slytherin energy, nice. the the books as a child that that introduced me to like darkness and like really fucked up tales is a book series called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by yes. uh, Alvin by Alvin Schwartz, and then the the art is especially potent. That was done by a guy named Stephen Gamel. And if you just look at the the art and the pictures in these books, it is, it is mad. It is wild how crazy and cool and weird and good they are and and terrifying. That's awesome. Oh yeah. my god, I didn't know the art was like that. Yeah, for a while they banned it because it was it's so, <laughs> it's so detailed and so. I mean, I mean, I, when I was when I first read the first book, I had nightmares of one of the pictures. It's a picture of a woman with like a huge line for a mouth who like looms over your bed. I had nightmares about her for like eight months. But for a while, for maybe eight years, they banned Stephen Gamble's art because it was ruining kids' lives. And then eventually they relented and brought back the original art. But if you just Google Stephen Gamble, G-A-M-M-E-L, I think, and Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, I believe. Oh, my God. I see the picture. But his art is just so perfect. It's so Thanks, dark. Thanks, I'm haunted yeah. now. Oh, my so God. dark and oh, weird. Toe. Yeah. I've definitely seen this before, but... That's okay. Wow. I want to plug next something that is uh, totally much lighter. And I, <laughs> I, I would hazard a guess that all three of us have engaged with this, uh, but we haven't really found a good way to talk about it. Breath of the Wild. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's yes. The, uh, the most recent Legend of Zelda game. Is so that right? Or they, I think they're yes. working yeah. on the next one. Um, Breath yeah, of the Wild. They, it's they've on been Switch. working on it for a minute now. Yeah. It's, it's on Switch. And isn't year? it on something else? Uh, it's on uh, Wii U as well. Wii U, which I don't know what that is, and that's fine. Breath of the Wild is a beautiful open-world Legend of Zelda game. I love fucking Legend of Zelda so much, and Breath of the Wild... I loved it before Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild just, like, gave me galaxy brain about the whole universe. Yeah, it it blew the formula wide open. Yeah, absolutely. So good. It was just, like, some some open-world games where, like... on paper, I always love the idea of an open world, somewhere that I can just explore and go here and go there. Go and what's direction. over here? And what's over there? Yeah. 
so often uh, an open world just means that like it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Whereas I think Breath of the Wild is constantly like reinventing itself. You're always finding cool new things. I, I haven't played it in a minute, but what's the there's like an area of the map that's like all sand and there's like sand dolphins or something. Um, the Gerudo, like, Gerudo Desert. I don't remember sand dolphins. But there's there's a creature that like keeps popping in and out of the sand, and if you grab a hold of them, you can like basically like bobsled oh, on them. Oh my god, that shield, circles shield surf back to Dune. Yeah. Oh my god, that's in it's Dune. So cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, while we're on games, uh, Hades is a game I played recently that I oh, really yeah. like. Oh yeah. Very good. That has like a lot of Hufflepuff energy, like. Uh, Zagreus is just like a super chill guy who's always like making friends with all the critters in the underworld and he like uh, there's like characters that everyone else kind of like treats like like servant filth that he like stops and talks to and says nice things to and yeah like nice surprisingly wholesome nice to other people Hufflepuff yeah. energy uh, uh, so I'll mention it here in the appropriate space Undertale the video game check it out excellent excellent yeah uh, for sure Stardew Valley which is a game that if, so if you have ever, if you have ever in your life just been like, oh my God, I cannot think straight because I just have so much going on and I'm, fucking, uh, I'm so stressed. Just get Stardew Valley, sit down, mm -hmm. spend a few hours with it. It centers me. It's a, it's very centering. I tell people to play Stardew Valley if they've played Animal Crossings and would perhaps like the intermediate level of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. My next recommendation is... Uh, studio ghibli at large yes. just like oh, anything yeah. from studio ghibli um fucking princess mononoke is one of my favorites uh we already talked about my neighbor totoro howl's moving castle howl's yeah, moving yeah, castle yeah. we covered on movie night crew recently spirited away is another really great one um, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna keep saying they're do all not watch uh really what is it graveyard of fireflies oh graveyard oh, of fireflies it oh, is a oh, that is will rip the, out your soul that's the saddest movie I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen Requiem for a Dream. So, oh my god, <laughs> I would say avoid that one if you if you're not ready to cry your eyes out. Oh my god, uh, I haven't seen Requiem for a Dream because I have a strict no heroin movie policy. Yeah. For some reason, I just yeah. can't do it. <laughs> there you go. Quick honorable mention to a movie called. These are all honorable mentions. They're all honorable <laughs> mentions. To Mary and the Witch's Flower is a movie on Netflix that uh, has big Ghibli energy, but it is not I was going to say, is that movie. not Ghibli? It's not Ghibli, but it oh, looks okay. very similar. Uh, it's on Netflix. Just watch it. Go in blind. It's very good. Okay. Okay, great. Um, here's another one, um, uh, and I'm saying that... Oh, we haven't... Uh, this, this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but if anyone has missed <laughs> how much I love Bob's Burgers... <laughs> <laughs> Please watch Bob's Burgers. Big Hufflepuff energy. Super big Hufflepuff energy. <laughs> it's big Hufflepuff energy. It's um, like what? What if The Simpsons was about a family that liked each other? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like all of the original, all of the original adult animation, but as if they liked each other and were like mature adults. Mm -hmm. I drive Gemma crazy around the house because I'll I'll just like sit down with dinner and I'll be like. Oh, having grilled cheese, and she hates she hates uh, her yeah. voice. Grilled cheese. All right, all right. I, I do it a lot, also. Um, just some other witchy shit. Uh, a book that I really recommend is "The House with a Clock in Its Walls" by John Belairs. It's like a fun little middle grade mystery that I think uh, I read it as an adult, and it really reminded me of the kind of like fantasy mystery books I read as a kid. And it has actually been made into a movie starring. Jack Black, Jack Black, and mm. Kate Blanchett as like oh, BFFs, super platonic BFF, witch BFFs for life, and it's like very compelling. And I recommend the movie. 
I vastly preferred the movie to the book, but the book was really the book was really charming in like a throwback kind of way. A guilty pleasure is Once Upon a Time. Oh my god, I love Once Upon a Time, Zach. Ooh, yeah. what's that? <laughs> like Once Upon a Time. I love Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Have you seen it at all? No, what is it? Oh, it's so bad. Um, it's it's so bad, but I, I wait. Is it the Drew Barrymore one? No, okay. it's, a t- it's a TV show where like every Disney movie fairy tale like eventually like a... leaks into this storybook. Oh. It begins as a fairy tale, like fairy tales in real life kind of story, but then yeah. quickly just becomes a place for Disney to stick whatever new popular thing. Oh. Right, yeah, there's a whole exactly. season about the Frozen characters. Like they're not fairy tales. Come on. That's yeah. fun. Uh, have you um, all ever read something I recommend in that vein is Fables by Bill I Willingham. Uh, so if you like graphic novels, Fables is basically, and I think it was like it was like 25 trade paperbacks. So it's a, it was a sprawling world that I think uh, ended a few years ago. But it's called Fables. And basically the conceit is every single fable or fairy tale you've ever heard of is true. And they all live in an area of New York City that's like hidden by a glamour to where people oh, cool. can't see them or they can choose to see let people see what they want. All the animals, like the three little pigs and all the big bad wolf and all the, or whatever other creatures, Humpty Dumpty, they live in a farm upstate in like uh, Hudson Valley so that the humans don't accidentally see them. Um, But, (laughs) and I'm sorry, I mentioned Big Bad Wolf. Big Bad Wolf is the main character. He lives in New York and he's a detective and he has to solve, there's been like a murder. uh, I can't remember who's murdered, Snow White or someone's murdered. And so he has to solve it and he has to go through all the different, uh, he has to check in with all the different characters and see what they know. And like Jack B. Nimble, Jack B. Quick is like a menace. Okay, I'm definitely He's like going to read that. But it is so well done. And it's just like, a, it's almost like a film noir with with your favorite fairy tales. It's yeah. really well done. You know what that S- reminds like, me of? Sounds like Hoodwinked mixed with I was going to say it reminds me of Hoodwinked. <laughs> What's Hoodwinked? Um, Hoodwinked, wait, I have to look it up. Little I Red Riding Hood, I'm assuming. Um, I Hoodwinked is a 2005 animated film that looks like a 2005 animated film. It's got that Veggie Tales like animation <laughs> wow. style. Now, okay. let's be honest, this is a 2005 animated film that looks like a 2001 animated film. Like it's it, dated even when it, it came it, out. It the, was dated. Gra- the animation is so bad, but the story is so charming, and it's almost the exact same premise. Where like I th- I guess it's just turning the trope on its head, and like the fox is a he's a, not the fox. The wolf is a journalist, and oh. he's like, but he's acting. He's like an investigative journalist. Yeah, so he's yeah. very similar to like a detective. I'm going to huff and puff and blow this thing wide open. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hoodwinked is so fucking good. It's probably one of my top five animated films. Wow, I'll have life. to check that out as well. I'm making a l- little list. Uh, I want to talk about a game that's very special to me for a lot of very, very special reasons, and that is Dungeons and Dragons. This is a great thing, to, I think, to end this episode on. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about D&D a little bit. Dungeons and Dragons, if you're not familiar, uh, but you've seen Stranger Things, what's wrong with you? They play it in that show. Uh, but the Dungeons and Dragons is like a game where you're basically working together to tell a story. And so one person kind of comes up with the world and the threat and the conflict and all the tertiary characters. And the other, the group of other people are playing uh characters in the world they're it's they're, like improv but yeah. less stressful because no one is watching yeah and <laughs> it's, it's more impro- guided more guided than regular yeah more improv. guided yeah it's it's like improv with math homework uh i got <laughs> literally we I, I i'm in a campaign with zach that alex runs and yesterday we leveled up or i guess the day before yes oh it was yesterday. monday we, Whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yes, And sir. I like ripped my, I, I hit my pipe like five times consecutively, just getting really ready to go into the imagination zone. And then Alex was like, okay, so everyone leveled up. Let's go ahead and do that math. And I was like, oh no. 
Oh, oh no. no. And I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, Tina, it's okay. You just have to take your proficiency bonus and you add it to your uh, uh, modifier for your constitution. And like, it was, I was, she was already gone. There is, <laughs> I will say, there is maybe no greater thrill in life than when you roll for something and you succeed. Like, yeah. when yeah. you get a high roll, when you get a natural 20, it is, mm. it is pure just dopamine, just like, Rah! this is yeah. the best feeling. The only natural 20 I won yesterday was on running. <laughs> I did like a Tom Cruise run. Like, oh, yeah. I can't stop. You know, he has that little toit run because he's only like 5'5", five, five, but his body parts yeah. don't move very far. And I rolled a one and uh, couldn't walk up a hill. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is the most fun I have ever had in my life, period, space. Like it's Dungeons so and Dragons. I would agree. It's like writing a book, but less stressful. It's like playing a game with your friends, but more fun. It's like doing improv, but less. It's like it's like a beautiful people will talk you through step by step. If you play with your friend who's even just slightly more experienced than you, it's it's amazing. I love board games and, and I used to have like people over to play board games, which is so fun. But it is something where it's like every single week or every single time you hang out. Someone has to like read the instructions and tell oh everyone, God, and you have to yeah. figure out the game. Yeah. With D and D, I was in a weekly campaign for six years or something, and wow. it's just like you obviously you don't have to re relearn the rules. Yeah. You just you just hear what's going on today, or you pick up where you left off, and it's so satisfying and so it just feels so good. Yeah. And never have I felt more like I was actually living one of those like big fantasy stories that we always read about than when I was like a character in a D and D campaign. Like yeah. when you're on a table. And you say with gravity in your voice, I stab the dragon in the eye. Like <laughs> everyone on board, everyone at the table is just as on board with that as you are. What I like about Dungeons and Dragons, what I think is very special about Dungeons and Dragons is I feel like in adult life, people get very few excuses to be imaginative, to be creative, just for fun. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like, that, that little bit of theater and performance mixed with like the genuine creativity of like, oh, this is how this scene's going to play out right. is so valuable. And it's like adult play. Yeah, like it's, it's like adult play. play. It's an excuse to play. It is a, pr yeah. a permission, I would say, is permission to play. Yeah, permission. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's a great um, time. And, and not to be like a huge kiss ass or anything, um, but like this is not D&D, &D, but like it has such D&D &D energy. And I do actually have this on my list of notes. Um, if you if you want a fun, raunchy, rowdy fantasy story to follow, I do really highly recommend Adel's podcast, Hello from the Hello Magic Tavern. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Tavern. Oh, yes. thank you so much. Because thank it, you. it feels like you're watching a D&D campaign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like a nonsense one with no plot line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your show reminds me a lot of like Mission to Zix, where you both have this kind of like improv story that happens that you like religiously stick to the lore of. Like if you make up some lore in at yeah, random. Yeah, it becomes part of it. It's going to come come into play five episodes later. Yeah, yeah, that's very. And if you if you love in Harry Potter, that Quidditch is an absolute nonsense sport. Wait till I tell you about mittens, because you're gonna <laughs> love it. We also have a few episodes that are called Offices and Bosses. Yes, please. And tell it's everyone our about this. so we it, the podcast is set in like a magical, fantastical world where there are creatures and all the D and D characters. Oh my god, I know what you're gonna say, and I love this yeah, idea. So right. so to escape that world, the creatures play a game called Offices and Bosses. <laughs> Where we play like regular humans who work a nine to five, and it gets it gets really dumb and really weird. Um, so God, if you're looking, so 
if you don't want to start from the very beginning of Magic Tavern, because I think there's like 300 episodes. I'm going to um, put a couple maybe of like my favorite episodes yeah, please do. in the show notes. But if you don't want to check out from the beginning, I'd say maybe check out some of the Offices and Bosses episodes because yeah. they're just oh really dumb God. and weird. Yeah, I, I I recommend it wholeheartedly. I think at, the, at least at the beginning, I don't think I've because I don't think I've listened to all of the offices and bosses episodes. But I think at the yeah, beginning, yeah. at least, um, Chun is like a temp, right? Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm, I'm gonna a, yeah. start listening to those tomorrow. They're very um, funny. Very dumb. <laughs> you like roll like roll a one and like jam the copier. That's just. So <laughs> I think in that one episode I play a one inch baby <laughs> named oh, Danger I'm... Lagrange. Maybe Danger Lagrange. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing about D&D is you got to have a great name. Oh, yeah. Got to have a great name. Because otherwise you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it. No, you're not. We can all we can all always change whom we are and what we're doing. My sure, partner sure. has made the best uh, D&D name ever. And it was actually in a game of Fiasco. It wasn't even in a game of D&D. But uh, this person was a, um, a chef named Dijon Valjean. <laughs> which I just think is terrific. That's Shout great. out to you, babe. Oh, I forgot to turn my face away from the microphone when I laughed really hard. So. <laughs> um, that, I think, leads us very neatly into plugs. Are you all ready for plugs or are there any final, final shout outs? I feel you like you got to get out there. <laughs> wait, wait. So after this, we're going to do plugs. Oh, we're going to plug our stuff. Usually plugs is like, <laughs> what have we been watching? It's yeah, like we've just been doing that for the past hour and a half. <laughs> We just told you. Please don't make us repeat it. I would remiss if I didn't mention uh, Alex's number one most emphatic thing on this list, which is a book called A Great and Terrible Beauty by Liba Bray. Liba Bray. Oh, my God. Liba Bray is one of my favorite authors. Um, She loves that book. I've never read it. I don't really know what it's about, but she. Christina's crying. I love. Wait, hold on. Let me check if that is the book I think it is. Let me just make sure it's the book. Um, okay, no, it's not the book I'm thinking of. But Libra Bray did write this other book that I love a lot called Beauty Queens, which is Lord of the Flies if it were women. And let me tell you, it goes a lot better. <laughs> You're describing Yellow Jackets. <laughs> it's not Yellow Jackets. It's better than Yellow Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't there another one that Alex said, or did we mention it already? I feel like we were chatting about it, Zach. Oh, we talked about podcasts, but I want to mention The Adventure Zone and Dungeons and Daddies, which are both really... Oh my god, Dungeons and Daddies, we should have mentioned in the same breath as perhaps Hello from the Magic Tavern, mm. but, it, it, you know, Dungeons and Daddies is an actual D&D podcast. Hello yeah. from the Magic Tavern simply carries that energy. Yes. Yeah, we get we get listed on, like, people, there'll be lists of, like, the top 10 best D&D podcasts, and we're on there, and we're like, we're not a D&D podcast. Not <laughs> no, here's that's the not... thing, you yeah. guys are a D&D podcast, if someone were, if someone could just set D&D free for math, which is all yeah, I ever right. want from, for D&D <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a math-free version, yeah. that's what y'all are But we don't, we don't roll die, we don't do any of that, ex- except for the Offices and Bosses episodes. But Dungeons and Daddies <laughs> is very, very good. Now, in Offices so and Bosses, funny. do you actually play the game, or are your characters just pretend, like, playing the game as, like, part of the improv? We actually, so we have a, we bring in like a DM who created it and we roll die and we have stat sheets and we have, so we, we truly play it. And, That's so and good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, that. it's not just like a, I guess this happens or it's, or it's not even adventure zone where like Travis is like, yeah, I just rolled a 16, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like every role in adventure zone, Travis is like 16. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he admitted that he fudged it. Yeah, he admitted that he fudged his rolls. Oh, wow, oh my God, I the would drama! Never. Okay, so wait, are we ready? section a drama, a drama podcast. Uh, I'm ready for <laughs> plugs. Yeah, sure. Time for some plugs. Adol, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, you can check out the previously mentioned podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's an improvised fantasy podcast. And then uh, Hey Riddle Riddle, which is two uh, friends of mine who are also improvisers. And we try and solve riddles and puzzles and lateral thinking problems. And along the way, we do scenes, improvise scenes, and we make fun of each other and have a good time. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adelrafai, uh, spelled A-D-A-L-R-I-F-A-I. Awesome. Yeah. And I am going to we always do plugs at the end of the episode. So maybe something that's like totally unrelated, like maybe if you listen to like a political podcast or mm. like um, something that like definitely didn't come up in the Harry Potter related conversation, like anything to recommend to our listeners that you've been enjoying recently, but haven't had the opportunity to bring up so far yeah something i'll mention that's not that would not have come up in this typical discussion is i just read a book um called comedy 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 drama and it's a autobiography by bob odenkirk who i think is such an unsung hero in the comedic scene and like has done so much for sketch and for improv um you might know him from mr show you might know him as saul goodman from breaking bad or from better call saul Okay, okay um you might know him as the dad from the newest version of uh little women Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yes, crushed it. He's he's been in a ton of stuff, but the book is so well written, and he's so. I mean, I love anybody who's he's just so knowledgeable about the history of comedy mm-hmm. and sketch and improv, and he's just so self-effacing and and just very smart and and articulate. And yeah, I, I it was a phenomenal read. So if you're interested at all in comedy, sketch, improv, anything, even just like comedic movies, I highly recommend you check out his autobiography. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am one of uh, two parts of My Cabbages, an avatar podcast. We have a Twitter at, at My Cabbages, uh, or at my uh, at CabbageCast. The email is uh, at My CabbageCast. Um, we talk about Avatar. We go see <laughs> You're on scene. Instagram now. We're on Instagram <laughs> at My Cabbages, or at Christina, My CabbageCast. Christina, I'm not a doctor, but I do want to talk to you about your coughs. It seems yeah. like you're speaking in your coughs, and it's it's kind of coded language. I can't quite make out the words. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. I do have a bit of allergy. It might be mm. like a whooping cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, that's right, Twitter, Instagram, uh, email. We have a Patreon. It's great. Uh, if you like Avatar and you've ever listened to um, sort of goofy watch-along podcasts like The Greatest Generation, for example, uh, we have a show that's, you know, sort of similar to that. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. The what? Greatest the Generation? Uh, at The Listeners, because I talk about it all the time. Yeah, The Listeners. Um, uh, What's something, Zach, that we maybe didn't bring up in this conversation that you would recommend to our listeners? Um, I have absolutely fallen head over heels uh, in the past however many years it's been running uh, for a show called The Expanse. Uh, which is based on a series of novels that I've heard are very good, but I haven't read them personally. Same. But I've heard they're great. Yeah. The book, the show is incredible. It's got top notch acting talent. It has great effects, like super, super well done stuff. And it's like, it's got political intrigue and all of the kind of sort of adult plot hooks that I think like are a little bit heady for, for the Harry Potter kind of association. I got you. Very cool. I feel you. Christina, do you have anything to plug? Oh my god, my name's Christina. You snap my hair clip off dramatically. <laughs> my name's Christina. You know where to find me. Um it sounds like you're if it sounds like you're about to fight someone after school. About to fight somebody. My name's Christina. <laughs> you know where to find me. Parking lot at four. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, and one thing that we didn't mention to bring up in this episode that I would love to plug is Annihilation. 
which is a, a 2014 novel by Jeff Vandermeer. It's also been made into a film starring Natalie Portman. The obviously. film is quite good. The film is incredible. Yeah, I watched really it twice, good. twice hey. alone, and it uh, and it made me just like ponder life for ten days. And then I also watched it once high, and it blew the doors open. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all have both seen the movie. Have have either of y'all read the book? I read the I book. Not. I read the book, and I start to read because it's a trilogy, right? The Southern trilogy. something trilogy. I read the yeah. first one. I thought it was pretty good. Read the second one, and at that point, it was like for whatever reason, my brain was like back out, back out, back out. So I stopped <laughs> reading it. But okay. I, th- I thought the first book was pretty good, but I thought the movie was phenomenal. Interesting. So I I'm here to say that the book was better, but um, like the movie is really good too. Annihilation book or movie huh. book. The book does more. I have to bow out. I do not um, give you permission to use any of my audio for this episode. Uh, <laughs> we we are now worst enemies. Um, what else? Oh, no. What else? <laughs> This is a drama podcast after all. My goodness. I'm joking. Christina, uh, if you will, send me your send me your mailing address and I want to send you a George Saunders book. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Oh my god, I love books so much. I would love it's to. True. Um I'm so calm. Uh Adel, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thanks I really for having appreciate me. you and your time. And Anytime. I, you know, the reason I invited you on this episode is because you're always plugging mad cool shit over on Haver to Real specifically. I, I get your newsletters because I'm a patron and I see all oh, the yeah. shit you've been reading and watching and I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. So <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. And I'm a patron of you. I'm a patron of yours. I'm not oh a Patreon God, like of yours. Crazy. I'm a patron of yours. And I love yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It is always an absolute pleasure. And Zach, thank you for being my co-pilot here today. You are very welcome, Christina. Always a pleasure. Yes. All right, I guess I gotta go watch and read like all these things that we've been talking about. <laughs> got some homework. Get started. I will be compiling a great list. So until next time, what? Here's what I'll say: One year from now, exactly to the date, the three of us meet up again and we talk about everything we recommended because we ha- we will have watched everything and read everything that everyone else recommended. <laughs> That's oh my right. God. Don't tempt me with a good time. That's a con- This is a le- <laughs> this is a legally binding contract. <laughs> That's right. Legally just like contract. just like the the Goblet of Fire, it is a yes. magically binding contract. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Goblet of Fire right now. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yay! Yay! The Restricted Section is a member of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features other amazing podcasts such as its namesake, The Movie Night Crew, which is an extra chaotic podcast featuring the gang just shooting the shit about whatever movie they just watched. Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. Let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. 
logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Twitter at Restricted Pod, and on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. I had breakfast this morning. It was breakfast. It was breakfast and there was food in it. Great. Okay. My levels are are pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm testing my levels. Just wanted to announce to the room that I have in fact had breakfast. (laughs) That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.